1: All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done, and there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding For their deals. I know this because I know these students personally and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing and it can make you a small fortune. Flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. You got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. The three option
0: letter of intent is what we are talking about today. We're talking about why we stopped using it and why we don't use it. So Dave, what is the three option letter of intent or what's, uh, what's your take on it? I mean, my opinion was you would use multiple different options because oftentimes as somebody who's wholesaling properties, your cash offer would be low. So again, your three-option letter of intent. The idea was, hey, let's get some other ideas out there so that uh, you aren't just told no constantly. You know.
1: Yeah, I think there's two reasons people use it, Mike. One would be um, to make your cash offer look appealing, maybe or maybe not. I guess it could go either way. Mm-hmm. The other is, is if you really are seeking those other types of investments. So if you're looking to buy some sub twos or some owner finance deals. Having multiple options for the seller is a great idea. However, me and you aren't into that, which is fine. It's just not what we choose to do. It just seems like it's not worth our time. So when we offer those other offers, our cash offer is typically the lowest offer. So it kind of makes our cash offer, you know, not look so strong. Um, I've used it on and off, to be honest with you. I've Mm -hmm. used multiple offer, you know, uh, or multiple types of offers when making an offer in the past. And it, it really is a great approach for those who don't have much equity or you just know that their offer, your offer is going to be way below what they would be willing to accept. But I personally like don't take don't like taking away from my cash offer because that's our goal. Right. So I think it depends a little on what your goals are.
0: It is. And I think uh, I mean, my personal opinion is it's kind of like what you just said, is that we just we we did not really want to go after. Uh, like sandwich lease options or the owner finance deals because Sub to yeah even,
1: we, with, uh, even without, yeah, there's, so like, let's talk about what these, what these options or what these um, offers look like. Let's sure. start there. I think we kind of, so and I think exactly, fast, I think, but,
0: uh, exactly. Let's cover the three option. It's really a letter of intent. It's a so, letter of intent with so, three options for a seller. Yeah. You're not sending three contracts saying, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. It's saying, Hey, I'm willing to buy your property these different ways, right? Absolutely. That's, that's what the three option letter of intent is. Mm-hmm. So what are the most common three offers? One is the cash one. Uh, the second one is uh, the seller financing or owner financing. So if they can
1: provide you um, Though they're usually terms. both owner financing, I feel like. I guess it depends on what yours look like. So let's talk about True. what ours looks like. It could be anything, guys. Ours was a cash offer. It was an owner finance Um, short-term with a balloon, I believe.
0: I think that's what we tried. And then it was
1: a owner finance long-term. And the cool thing about the long-term one was it was principal payments. We didn't even pay interest. There was no rate of interest. The short one, I think, maybe did have one, but you can remove that, you know? Right, and like, so why would somebody go for that?
0: Well, the idea is, okay, instead of our price, which would be low, like our cash price, we would be like, okay, we'll pay you your price over 10 years, something like that. So again, that's where, that's why you would use something like that or how you could justify it. So why did we get away from it? One, I mean, honestly, people for the most part, at least in our experience, my experience, aren't interested in that. Nine times out of 10, people want the cash. They want to just be done with it. I mean, that's my experience. They want to be done with it. Yeah.
1: Right. So let's do a real life example. All right? right. So we get a property. It has an ARV of 150K. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, it's in a normal area, so it's a 70% discount for our discount rate. Okay, the repairs are 27,000 dollars. I'm just gonna throw a random random number out there. Okay, so let's run through our MAO formula. MAO is gonna be 150. Got a calculator over there. Sure. Times 0.7 minus 27K.
0: So, we're at, uh, so we're at 150 times 0. 0.7 is 105. Okay, minus 27. Mm, let's make it a round number so it's easier no, to think I, about. No, I like that it's awesome. All right, number. minus 27. Yeah. One, oh, man, I messed it up.
1: 105 minus 27. 150. Oh, I'm sorry. 150 times 0. 0.7 is My 105. Bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, 105, okay. Minus. And then minus our 27. 27 is 78. Okay, so 78K would be what we'd be willing to pay... For this property now we would need to take a wholesale fee out if we're wholesaling it mm-hmm. let's take the wholesale fee out yeah, it's called 10k 10k okay 78k now becomes 68k so that would be our cash offer on this house 68k cash offer okay now if the if the owner of this property owes 90 grand and they don't have any money to bring to the table and this is probably someone who's owned it for
0: 15 years right so again, it, that's not uncommon for them to still owe
1: a majority of Absolutely. the mortgage or the value. So 68K is what Mike and I are willing to say, hey, you know, Mr. Seller, we're gonna give you 68K today. We can close in two, three weeks, get this done. Um, but let's just say that the seller owes 90, and they don't have any money to bring to the table. So this would be the type of lead that a multiple offer situation may be in your benefit. If they are motivated to sell, However, they don't have any money to bring to the table, but they may be interested in selling you the property at 90 grand. Then there may be something on the table there. Now, Mike, we wouldn't normally pay 90. So why would all of a sudden we be willing to pay 90? Something's got to give, right? We have to trade something in order for us to come up on our number from 68 to 90. So that would be enter option two. Option one would be cash offer. Enter option two. So, how would you present that to the seller? Okay, you owe ninety. We'll pay you ninety. But
0: so, option two in my brain, when they owe ninety, I would want to go and do uh, subject two. I mean, that would be my perfect. So my that could option. be option. Optional. So, the value that they're providing me one is the house, but then two is the fact that I don't have to go out and get financing. So, my my second option would be the the. Uh, I love it. That's two. where I would go. I'll to. take over your payments. Mr. And Mr. Seller, you can walk away from this house. I'll take over the payments, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. Now, so again the cool maybe, thing about this, Mike, is that not, might not
1: be a bad deal because if they're 15 years into a 30 loan, right? They bought it for, or it's worth 150. Who knows what they paid for it? But they owe 90 on it, and you take over those payments. Yeah, you're not getting a great deal, but 50 to 55 percent of that payment. Is going towards principal, whereas if you were to go out and get a loan, you'd be at one or two percent for the first payment. That's right. So you'd have a lot of leverage yeah. on your amortization table. But I like that sub two for ninety on option two, um, and that would still make the deal work, guys, because we could go in and just take over those payments, and so we wouldn't have an out of pocket expense to buy it. So if we were to rehab it, for example, and it needs twenty seven grand, our out of pocket's twenty seven. Not nine, not 90 plus 27. We're just making those payments, right? And maybe that will work. Maybe it won't. If it's a, a good deal to do a rental on, maybe it doesn't need the full 27. Maybe it needs 10 or 15. And then we just start making payments. Again, a lot of that payment amount is going to go to principal, but it could position us with a cash flow as well as a wealth building strategy. So that's option two. Option number three would be even more typically than the 90. Let's say we're offering 100K as an offer. However, this one is gonna be a 10 year, 0% interest or another way to look at that is principal only and we're gonna start making payments right away. And basically we're gonna pay 100K over a 10 year period 0% with 0% interest, so 100% of the payment that we make is going to go into equity or debt pay down. However, the seller would have to wait 10 full years to receive all of his money. So there are advantages doing paying that as well. So even if you bought a property at 100 with the 10-year payment directly to the seller and you put the 27 in, you're in at 127 with an MAO of 150. I'm sorry, with an ARV of 150. So, you know, you could sell that property and maybe make a, a few bucks. Not much, though. Cost of selling it. Yeah. Holding I mean, plus interest. Fix, well, plus fixing it I mean, up. And fixing it up. Well, we or just need a $27 in Yeah, repairs, so 100 like... plus $27, it's, you're going to be at $135. You're so gonna you are not going to make much on You that. might. You might not. Yeah. Right. But you might not. But again, with option two and option three, the beautiful thing is, is if you don't have money or the ability to get it from a bank, that might be your only... Barrier is your only way to enter this business, Mike. You see Correct. what I'm saying? 100%. So, so there are advantages with paying more and having a seller either work with you to take over their loan or to just pay them directly and they be the bank. Uh, but you're going to pay more. You're going to buy that. It's so, going to cost money to do those things. So, Dave. The, the, and the reason that we don't, Mike, and I'm just let to finish up, is because we don't have to um, work with the seller. We can work with lenders and bankers. So, ideally, you want to. You, you, you want to be able to just get your own money to close and not worry about it. But if you don't have money, these would be great approaches. Well, ahead. and that's what I was going
0: to say. Is, so, why do we not do it? That's what I was trying to get at is why do we not do this? Like, it's like, whoa, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, why would I not want to do that? Well, I think it's twofold. Uh, one is it's a little bit more work to find a motivated seller, has a property that they're willing to sell at a decent price or rather a decent I mean, all three of these are a discount kind of they no. have to be yeah again kind of. it, i i i do not see how it would work and again maybe i'm just not experienced with it and i'd love it if i was wrong somebody could show me the Lease
1: option game and that's something that we haven't talked about really but the lease option could be one of the three offers we, we just pulled out our three mm-hmm. anybody else could have their own three the lease option i think would be the only approach or one of the approaches and or sub two but that would allow you to basically pay retail cuz there's people out there that are buying properties for retail but they're not getting loans they're taking over the mortgages right or they're financing it from the you yeah, see and I to me it just and then doesn't and lease option that to me doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense i don't i don't like it
0: uh i just feel like it's too risky like you,
1: but again that's just me it's yeah, my comfort it's a lot level of with real estate investing. too. and i think that's a reason why i personally don't like it i don't mind dealing with the people and negotiating but There's a lot that goes into doing it right. Right. You You have have to set up a new entity entity for each property. You have to, yeah, there's a ton of it that goes into it. You got to have the right paperwork with powers of attorney, or you have to have them, you added as, you know, an acceptable party to review the current loan. If it's not your own loan, if it's direct to the seller, it's much easier because then you make your own terms and they're they're the lender, but whenever you're dealing with their lender, It complicates it a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And it's rare that properties are paid off that they're willing to sell on a 10-year. You know, that's another thing. I feel like it's rare that people... I was going to go there, but I decided not to because of this, Dave. Okay.
0: Wholesaling, one of the biggest things you'll hear when you say oh i buy properties at 50% on the dollar or oh i buy property, you know like yep. oh why would a seller ever take a $50,000 offer on or well, let's use our example a $68,000 offer on a $150,000 house that never happens so that's why i didn't want to say that because we
1: buy houses at a discount all the time yeah, and that's yep. all the time so one thing i was thinking about while you were saying that is, is with us being discount property investors that's our brand too mm-hmm. right so we do all day it doesn't make sense for us to buy properties not at a discount. And whenever you're doing this creative, oftentimes that's why, because you can't get it at a discount. So it kind of just goes against mine, mine, and yours or yours and eyes. Just our philosophy. Our whole philosophy. Right. Of if you can't get it at a discount, can you make money buying properties not at a discount? Absolutely. Is it harder? Absolutely, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you buy at a discount, it makes everything easy.
0: Well, and here's and the, easier. Here's the other reason I think that we don't do it is we, yeah, we're discount property investors, and I lost my train of thought, Dave. Um, let me think about that for two seconds. One, buying at a
1: discount. Two,
0: it, can you make
1: money on it at, at, at above a discount? Yeah, but it's harder. It is. That's the. I mean, think that's, that's the main thing. You know. I like to just streamline things and keep it simple. Whenever you're doing these other things, it just can kind of, it's a shiny object, too. Dick. So here's the thing. Yes. Like, I wanna, I, Focus. Wanna, I wanna say, my, talk about Jeff real quick, because he's one of our, both of our good, good buddies. I love it. And Jeff's a sub two guy. He loves it and he's good at it. And I promote the hell out of him and I want him to keep doing it because he has a system for that and that's what he looks for. Right? Mm-hmm. So if that's what you wanna do, great. If you wanna do lease options like Joe McCall, our good buddy, great. They're super successful at these things, but they're typically focusing their efforts on just those things. And as a wholesaler, when you start adding these objects, these shiny objects, you're going to go down these rabbit holes and you're going to, it's going to pull you away from what we like to call the three pillars.
0: of I like wholesaling. It, no, I really do. That was my thought that I couldn't, yes. couldn't remember. I'm helping. Was it? I were was, a team, bro. Yeah. Was guys that, especially our, our beginning students, people who are just starting out. Yes. There are a hundred thousand, options. Literally, there's a, there's a million different things you could do with your time, with your efforts. But if you focus on just wholesaling and finding a deal, you're going to be better off in six months because you're going to know how to wholesale. Whereas if you go and you make an offer and you or a letter of intent, you send three or four different offers and the seller comes back, oh, tell me more about seller financing. Well, shit, now you've got to go and figure out all this stuff that you're gonna then explain to the seller. Same thing. You're gonna to have to, oh shit, now I gotta figure out how to do all this paperwork and all that. To me, it's just not worth it. Focus on finding the deals, focus on doing some marketing and generating leads for yourself. You're gonna be a hundred times better off wholesaling.
1: Totally agree. That's why we do it. So conc- or why we don't do it. Why well, we don't do it. So conclude. We aren't a fan of multiple offers. We're not saying it doesn't work. We're not saying that you shouldn't use them. But just be aware of the pros and the cons when you're doing that. It's going to make your cash offer look worse so because it's the lowest number on the sheet.
0: And I've, I've literally, I think I've got three or four leads to where I need to follow up and just do some subject two deals because the cash offer didn't work, but the subject two might. We're uh, taking over the payments. So again, it's not that we don't do those type of deals. It's just we don't chase them. Yeah, it's not worth it to us. Signing
1: off, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit FreeWholesaleCourse dot the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever.